The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Back to matters at hand, matters uh, more recent. And the headline you would have heard Richie mention in, in the sports roundup there the trio of Irish rugby players, including two past internationals, who have issued legal proceedings against the IRFU in relation to concussions sustained during their playing careers. Those players, David Corkery, Declan Fitzpatrick, and Ben Marshall. Shane Phelan is the legal affairs editor with the Irish Independent. Shane, what, what more can you tell us about this? Um, so, Kieran, I suppose um, the filing of these lawsuits has been kind of uh, predicted or, or awaited for, for quite some time. Um, there has, I suppose, over the past two years been something of a concerted effort in uh, Britain and Ireland by uh, a number of law firms to, to bring the issue of concussion to the fore. Um, earlier this year in uh, England and Wales, um, well over 100 cases uh, were filed against World Rugby and the respective uh, uh, rugby football unions in those countries um, uh, by some and some quite high-profile former players uh, involved there. And the sort of things that um, are being complained about, I suppose, in, in, in those lawsuits would be uh, early-onset dementia, uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, uh, epilepsy, Parkinson's disease, motor neuron disease. So quite um, serious conditions which um, uh, are being put down to uh, injuries sustained, head injuries sustained uh, while while playing rugby. Um, I, I suppose quite starkly you would have had the story of, uh, of Steve Thompson, uh, uh, an English World Cup winner. He's, he's just 44 um, but uh, he, he's been diagnosed with dementia. Um, so um, in Ireland, I suppose the uh, uh, things have moved a little bit slower, but there has been a link up between uh, a law firm in Dublin, McGuire McClafferty, with the law firm in, in England, Rylands, which has been taking those cases and, and, and they've been sharing experts and so on and so forth. So yesterday, uh, three cases were initiated in uh, the High Court in, in Dublin. Uh, as you said in your intro there, David Corkery, I suppose, would be uh, uh, I suppose the, one of the names most familiar to, to your listeners. Uh, uh, he, he was a, quite a swashbuckling international during the 1990s. Uh, and you also have Declan Fitzpatrick, uh, former Ulster player who also played for Ireland, and uh, Ben Marshall, who, uh, who lined out for uh, uh, Leinster and Connacht before concussion cut short his career. All right, listen, Shane, thanks for talking us through I suppose, the legalities, what exactly is happening with the case. Shane Feenan is Legal Affairs Editor with the Irish Independent. Ed Daly is with me now, a lecturer at Atlantic Technological University, co-founder of the Irish Concussion Research Centre. Ed, before we talk about other sports, i just conscious, looking at those players and the players that Shane mentioned, David Corkery, Declan Fitzpatrick, Ben Marshall, I mean, you can't dismiss this as the problem of the past, really, can you? David Corkery might have been a swashbuckling player in the 1990s. Ben Marshall was playing up until only a few short years ago. He's in his early 30s. Yeah, I think I think we have to, you know, look at it in, in that way that, you know, the cases that have been um, lodged um, it, there's a high likelihood Kieran, that they probably won't be the only ones um, from either the past uh, or more recent past so um, I think you know looking at work that we would have carried out here 
in the Irish Concussion Research Centre in ATU, you know, that would suggest that, that there are a lot of players who have retired recently who are very concerned and they have their own concerns, particularly from the professional game. All right, we'll have to see what developments there are then in, in that regard. Over the coming years, probably be naive to think there won't be more cases. When you look beyond rugby, though, because the discussion is often had in the context of rugby, because I guess that's where the cases have been here. And Shane mentioned over in the UK as well, high profile cases. And the NFL obviously has had its own issues and rugby, the sport most like it, I suppose, in this part of the world. Do you have concerns, though, about other sports? Um, I think, again, the, the, the cases that you have men- mentioned have been very much in the professional game. So professional rugby, um, the AFL in Australia, the NFL um, in the States, and obviously the NRL as well in Australia. So there's, there, are, there are a number of very high profile uh, cases that have been brought against uh, various unions from a lot of professional players. I think a lot of the work that we do uh, within our own work here in ATU and within another current project that we have going called um, SCAT is trying to dissipate a lot of the fear around concussion. And I think that's a lot of the work that we need to look at, particularly in amateur and community sport. So when you say the words amateur and community sport in an Irish context, I immediately think of, of Gaelic games. And obviously it's not a contact sport in the level of rugby, but there has been a, a trend in recent years whereby players right down to the community level and underage level are getting bigger and faster and stronger and fitter on the back of strength and conditioning programs. Does that type of stuff concern you? Well, again, I think this is where a lot of work needs to needs to happen, Kieran, because um, I think it's probably some of the most ne- neglected areas in terms of looking at concussion. So um, we would have carried out a lot of research into adolescent concussion in Ireland in particular, where we would have interviewed in excess of 400 uh, transition year students. Um, you know, the numbers there don't lie because a lot of those uh, students roughly around 20% or 94 of that total um, had experienced at least one concussion uh, during the course of their uh, sporting careers to, to, to that date. And just carrying on from the point that you mentioned, these were multi-sport athletes. So these were students who had played Gaelic games. They had possibly played soccer. They probably played basketball. Some had played rugby. So I think that's where a lot of the focus needs to, needs to be. How do we, you know, keep players playing sport? Uh, how do we kind of, you know, manage the actual um, uh, injury itself? Because let's be honest, it is an injury. And I think that's where the bulk of the work needs to happen would be in the, the amateur and community game. I take your point that a lot of uh, inter-county players, you know, they are getting bigger. They are getting more conditioned. So I think it's only logical to assume that you're probably going to see a higher incidence of concussion and probably better detection and better reporting rates as well. Uh, uh, one thing, though, that stands out, I suppose, uh, when you're comparing rugby to to these community-based sports, and again, let's take Gated Games as the example, is that one is professional, the other not. And I guess the fear might be, uh, Ed, and I wonder, do you share it, that when you get down to the community level, that while there are protocols and head injury protocols in existence in the GAA, there might not be the people on the sideline of every game with the wherewithal to implement those proposals? 
which which is yeah. not to knock from people on the sideline. I am one of them, and I'm not sure I'm <laughs> competent to to implement those proposals properly. It, it's it's a it's a legitimate fear, to be honest with you. Um, but I think you know based again on a lot of the research that we'd have carried out uh, as part of our SCAT project. And I'm happy to say we have a lot of free resources that are currently available on concussioninsport.eu, which is a website where people such as yourself, who is probably, you know, a volunteer coach or a parent or somebody who may not have the necessary uh, tools to just purely identify the signs and symptoms of concussion. And I think when we do come to, um, amateur and community coaches, what we need to say is that your first job is just to see, well, can I, do I know the signs of what a concussion looks like? And I think, you know, a lot of um, national governing bodies and a lot of the information that's coming from the IRFU and coming from the GEA and other sports as well, the FAI, you know, they have variants of, if in doubt, sit them out. And I think that's probably the key message Mm. Uh, to 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 any uh, to any amateur coach, if there's any inkling that a player is remotely demonstrating um, signs and symptoms of concussion, well, then you just simply remove them from the pitch. And I think that's the most important thing. You you mind the player, and then you get good advice from a GP or from a physiotherapist or from somebody who's qualified to offer yeah. solid advice. Ed, listen, really interesting stuff and thanks a million for taking the time uh, to chat to us. Ed Daly is a lecturer at ATU. He's a co-founder of the Irish Concussion Research Centre. Lots still to come on the hard shoulder today, including after the break, Amazon sending their workers home again. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.